This week on the program, with Governor Abbott signing a bill that would make Texas even more Texas, we need to know what this new law will mean to us here in the great state of Texas. In order to do that, we sought out an expert on the matter. We will talk to him tonight. Meanwhile, there's so much on our minds this week, but let's not forget the real question on our minds today. Did you bring your ticket to the gun show? That's right. <laughs> Your sex is right this way. This act is for emergencies only. That's right. Yeah, it's not as good as your bicep. Oh. You, you mean my, my jacked up bicep? This is episode 210. Today is June 25th, 2021. We are broadcasting again from K Brand Studios in our floating tin can. Far above the world. I was, am Los. That was my best attempt. That's not bad. That was my best. We're not that great at it yet. Uh, we used to be good at it. We're good. I am Los. You could follow me on Twitter at That's Right Los. You could. Joining me, as always, is exactly David Aguilar. Hola, hola, como están, amigos y amigas? Uh, making sure we're streaming live, and we have a special interview today. A special yeah. guest coming in is Brandon the Hard Hat Mitchell. He's not the guest, but yeah. Brandon, not Juro 52. Not Juro yeah. 52. Gotta let that be known. Yep. Uh, welcome. How y'all welcome doing? Welcome again. How y'all doing? That is correct. You're doing all right. I was thinking about- Doing good. Doing fl- good. Do you know when why we do that uh, far above the world? Yeah, because we're, we're in our floating tin can. Well, do you know what that is in reference oh, he to? he doesn't know. I don't think so. He doesn't know. You don't know? Maybe if you know, you can holler at us. Yeah, because if you know, it's you literally. Know. I can don't tell, tell you, him. Is it from a movie? Him. Is don't it from a movie? Him. Don't tell him. No, it's not. You either know or you don't. You either know or you don't. If you guys know, you just go ahead and holler at us. Uh, we're gonna post the number down here in a little bit, um, so you guys can call us in while we are talking to uh, Mar- Michael Cargill later. Uh, but we have some stuff to take care of first. Yes, that's right. So let's go ahead and get the Brew World Order going. <laughs> It's the Brew World. This week, we've got by Circle Brewing, we've got their Envy Amber. Envy. And uh, this is uh, a great amber beer so far, but it's got 26 IBUs, 4.8 alcohol by volume. Uh, Water, malt, hops, and yeast. That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. Uh, Can I get a little bit of uh, music while I read? The sexy jazz music. Ah, Compare it to the last amber you had, and you'll know why we call it envy. (laughs) Animate bitch. Not only is the can green, but their eyes will be too. Oh, yeah. Bold, smooth, molasses. Molasses. Conjuring flavors of an old world ESB, Envy endeavors to bring the bold and smooth British style pub ale to Texas. The dried fruit notes derived from rich and earthy British malts and slightly higher fermentation temperatures make for an exceptionally complex, well-rounded and full-bodied amber. Oh yeah. Please drink responsibly. We've had a chance to drink this beer before the show and all rate it. On a scale of one to 10 that's right, 10 being the best beer you ever had. 
Brandon, the Hardhead Mitchell, what do you think? You know, we did. Uh, David and I did discuss a little bit of this uh, mm-hmm. this beer before the show. It's it's very interesting. It's got yeah. a lot going on for it. Um, and I'm actually trying to go hit the uh, the swimming hole mm. tomorrow morning. So y'all aren't allowed to have any more of these. Ooh, because I want to take the rest with. It. It, I feel like it's a river beer, but I need to try it mm-hmm. at a river because mm-hmm. it's right on that edge. Yep. You got to test your hypo- hypothesis. Exactly. I got to test it, and I will, I'll let y'all know next week how that goes. But uh, as far as ratings, I'm going to give this eight that's right. Wow. Ooh. Eight that's right. David Tio Tomas, what? Mira, la cerveza que ahorita tomó yo estaba excelente. Sí. Excellent beer. Uh, excelente. No, excelente. Excelente. <laughs> No, this is a great beer. Uh, knocked my socks off when I first uh, took my first sip. I had to look at it and be like, this is a fucking ember. Um, but I'm going to give it uh, eight That's Right also. It's wow, very delicious. That's great. I uh, This has got an earthier malt, mm-hmm. slight bitter. I don't even think I get too much of the dried fruit coming out in there. That being said, I, I do like this uh, this beer. It is quite nice. And I'm going to also give this a solid eight. That's right. Wow, my goodness. We all fucking gave it an eight. All right. Well, that is this week's Brew World Order. We'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. (sighs) It's the Brew World Order. Uh, so we have our sweet interview coming up here in just a few minutes. Lowe's, that, that is a very beautiful gun. It's on just the a table. display gun. It's a display gun. Let it's, that be known. Uh, yeah, it's it's completely fake. Yeah, made but out of it plastic. It's a replica Ruger, huh? Mm-hmm. That's right. So we're going to talk to uh, Michael Cargill in about five minutes here. In the meantime, um, what's going on with with you and your mustache? And uh, do you like it? I, I like it so much so, so that I want to get it pregnant. So this is uh this has been the last couple of weeks of maintenance, you know, combing it, brushing it, taming it, using you know, using everything that we learned. Sounds like you've been watching that video and oh, taking yeah. some tips. M- mustache maintenance. You gotta watch it. Mustache maintenance video, and I think that's something um is to be considered. Yeah. And and you know, that was my question. Before we did the video, was like, how do I tame my stash and what I do? And and you said, look, this is just quit. You know, one of the things you said was shave this bullshit off, which I did. Thank you. I feel like a whole new man after I did. That's too funny. And uh, and you said, stop, stop cutting this, stop shaving this. You just got to let it grow. And, and that's exactly what I've been doing. And and after two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, two weeks, two weeks, and he's got a quite. It's quite a nice mm-hmm. stash there. I like that you're working with that. And mm-hmm. uh, it's. Becoming a mustache-heavy show here. Yeah, it really is. Emphasis on the heavy the mustache. Next, the next one who needs a stash is Brandon. Yeah, that's right. Well, he can rock one. He's rocked one in the past I'm, many times. I've, I've been there, yeah? but uh, no, I'm not I'm not going back to the stash. I'm no. rocking the beard, yeah? man. I'm, I love the beard. You got to let it grow longer. I, I've been there before. Really? I've had a fairly long one what? before. Yeah, way back my probably early 20s. Yeah, see, I, I just started growing facial hair, so I'm taking advantage uh, of it. Okay, yeah, try it Try it all out, Are man. we ready here? Or is, uh, uh, do we need some more time? Uh, yeah, he's ready. Oh, you all ready, right. Mike? Oh, yeah. All right, great. So we're going to get started here. Uh, so we've got 
a special guest here. Now, as I said when we opened up special here, to Governor our hearts. Abbott signed a bill that's going to make Texas way more Texas. Mm -hmm. And there's a new law that he signed, and we want to know what that's going to mean to us here in the great state of Texas. Yeah. So in order to do that, we sought out an expert. Today, we have Michael Cargill. He is the owner of Central Texas Guns Works. Yeah, Gun yeah, Works. yeah. He's a 12-year Army veteran. My goodness. Thank you for your service. And a whole list of other things. He's expert on all things uh, licensed to carry and constitutional carry, which we're going to be talking heavily about. He's the host of Come and Talk It Radio Show, Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m., uh, 1370 AM, 1120 AM, 104.7 FM, 101.1. Uh, 101 anything, anything badass, this man knows it. Get this guy a platform. He needs another one here. We got my man, Michael Cargo. Thanks for joining us, man. Man, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great to meet you, finally. And uh, as you can see, I got my Ruger P95 here. Okay, okay, nice, very good, very good. Just, just for show. I'm just proud of her. Just for show. Uh, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about Central Texas Gunworks before we get into anything. All right, so we are a gun store. We do federal firearms license uh, transfers. We do gun sales. We do classes. So we do private security courses. We do beginning handgun classes, likes to carry handgun courses. So we actually do a, a lot at Central Texas Gunworks. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. And I assume you're a gun owner, a proud yes. gun owner. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, know, I, do have, uh, I do own several firearms. Uh, I, you know, I love guns and I My, love everything Michael's about like, guns. Michael's like, I had so much guns, I had to start a store <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't know what else to do with the ones I had. <laughs> Even my guns have guns. Exactly. That's funny. <laughs> so we're... What exactly did Governor Abbott sign into law recently? Right. So um, we what we have is a Texas constitutional carry yes. uh, that's going to go into effect September the 1st. And this is it's a really big deal in Texas because what this bill says, uh, constitutional carry, is that anyone, as long as you can carry a gun, and own, as long as you can own a gun, mm -hmm. you'll be able to carry that, that handgun. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really big deal because back in the 1800s, um, Lone guns. Uh, lone guns, we've been able to carry lone guns in Texas since 1870. Wow. You, didn't, you don't need a license for that. You can walk down Congress Avenue. You can walk anywhere in Texas, carry a loaded lone gun. You can have it in your vehicle, in the rifle rack. You, ha you can have it um, in the open, concealed, a lone gun, rifle or shotgun without you said a license. A, a lone gun? Long gun. Okay. Long, long, long gun. Long, long gun. gun. Okay. Long. Yeah, so, like so, a rifle, so, okay, like, like a rifle. Like okay. AR 15. AR 15 and AK 47. You Ooh. can have those. Yeah, without a license. Well, handguns have been heavily restricted since mm. 1870. Mm. So in 1870, they start restricting handguns. And ever since then, we've been trying to get those gun rights back. Wow. Well, here we are in, two, in 2021, come mm -hmm. September the 1st, Governor Abbott signed a bill that yeah. says, hey, you know what? You're going to be able to carry your handgun without a license and walk around in Texas. Amen. I love it. I love it. I think it's a good idea. Uh, but there are a lot of concerns from people, as you can imagine. And some of those concerns will be, well, you're just going to let people that don't have any training get a mm. gun. What, right. do you, what, what could be said to people that say those things? 
There are a couple couple things about this, okay? So if you don't have a license and you want to carry your handgun come September the 1st, well, you have to be at least 21 years of age. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't be a prohibited person from possessing a firearm under Texas law. And you must not have been convicted of assault causes bodily injury. Mm. You cannot be convicted of deadly conduct. You cannot be convicted of terroristic threats. Wow. You cannot be convicted of disorderly conduct discharging a firearm. Mm-hmm. And you also cannot be convicted of disorderly conduct displaying a firearm with, within the previous five years. Wow. And you have to be able to buy a gun in a gun store and pass the federal firearms background check. Mm. So there are a lot of people that talk about uh, universal background checks. I, I asked somebody, oh, so what other, is there any legal way somebody can buy a gun without a background check? Right. What, what are all so, those? All right, so universal background checks, what that is, that's something that people are throwing around nowadays because they want to make sure that all gun sales are done in a gun store where a person gets a background check. Mm -hmm. Currently right now in Texas, if you want to own a gun, uh, if you want to buy a gun, let me say that. So if you want to buy a handgun, for example, in Texas, but you're convicted of a felony, in order for you to get that handgun or that firearm, you will have to wait five years after you're off of paper if you're convicted felon. Mm-hmm. And you can only have a firearm at home for personal protection. Oh, wow. So you can only you can only have it, you know, at home on your property. You cannot go to a gun range, can't have it in a vehicle, you can't go to you know, you can't do anything with the firearm, you know, outside of the home, your property premises under your control. And mm. you can use it for personal protection. But you have to get it as a private sale as a gift. Wow. You you cannot buy it from a gun store or federal firearms license dealer. Wow. Why are people so concerned with the universal background check? Well, universal background checks, is there's a, a good thing and there's a bad thing about it. You know, well, the bad thing is, what if I was convicted of a felony 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago? Uh-huh. And I've been an outstanding citizen ever since. Mm. You know, I've, I've paid my debt to society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was convicted of a felony. I went to prison. You know, I paid my debt. Then I should get my rights back. Mm. I should, you know, since I've been released from prison. Yeah. Well, the problem is you're never going to be forgiven for that debt. Mm. Once you're convicted felon, you cannot own a firearm, you know, forever, pretty much, unless you're at home and after five years in Texas. Some mm-hmm. states you can't own it at all. Wow. Mm. Wow. Do you have anything? Well, no, you know, man, it's just great uh, getting all this information. I'm just I'm just trying to soak it in because me and my wife just became gun owners in the last couple of years. And and for me, you know, it was funny. I was talking to my mom on the way over here and she was asking me, like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to the podcast where, you know, we're going to talk to Michael Cargill about guns. And, you know, she kind of immediately kind of was like, oh, you know, shaky about it. And I told her, you know, I carry a gun with me at all times, like especially the way things have been going lately, like downtown Austin, you know, I, I, I take photos of downtown Austin, but the homelessness and all that. And so in our conversation, I was just telling her how, you know, with the red flag laws and everything that are trying to be being passed, how that only affects people who will use the gun in the right way. Uh, right. The pe- the people who who are getting their permits and doing the right things to own a gun are not the people who are going to go shoot up a, a store or shoot up anything. It's you know so what you're doing is you're restricting the people who are going to use it in a rightful way to protect others, and you're opening up the avenue of okay, you can't protect yourself. You know what I mean? And again, coming from the valley, coming from Brownsville, I've seen a lot of drug smuggling and, and gun smuggling, and there's there's so much that that goes on in the black market. 
that I think uh, people don't understand. And, right. and people who are who want to cause harm with weapons and guns don't care about permits and don't care about laws. So what you're doing is you're restricting the free citizen, the American, from defending themselves from a tyranny like that. And 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 after I started explaining that to my mom, she was like, "Yeah, definitely." Like I I you know. So for me, it's like. I like to have a gun on me at all times just because you don't know when something's going to happen. And I am someone who I, I obey the law. I don't have any convictions. I have nothing on my records. And I've done everything to be an upright citizen. And I just feel, you know, with these red flag laws, and I would love to hear how you feel about them. I'm pretty sure we would almost agree. Um, but I know there is there is a story, I think it was in Alabama or somewhere, where the cops went to this guy's home to take his weapons and he answered the door with a gun and they shot and killed him. Oh yes. That happened yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 2018. I read about that. Yeah. He refused to give up the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they fought with him about it and it, he over, he, he died. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to give right. it up. Sad story too, man. Um, but yeah, well, how do you feel about these, uh, red flag laws? Dan Crenshaw's a big fan of them, mm-hmm. I believe. No, I think that we have enough laws on the books right now as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell everyone, you know, including my family, you need to be very cautious about calling the police to your house. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's an issue, you have problems. I suggest you solve those problems yourself. Yep. Because, you know, don't ever call the police to your house. Because when you do, there are two things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's going to get shot. They're going to die. Yep. Or someone's going to jail. That's that's the consequence of you calling the police. Yeah. So if you think that you're going to call the police because you're trying to get them to de-escalate the situation, mm-hmm. they're incapable of that. They yep. can't do that. Yep. They don't know how to de-escalate situations. They're only going to kill someone or they're going to arrest them. Yep. That's yep. how it's going to happen. There's no such thing as conflict resolution or any of that stuff. So, you know, I told my family members, hey, you know, something happens inside the family. I suggest you, you know, separate each other from, you know, from yourselves, go to a corner. And chill and relax. Don't talk to each other. Yeah. You know, walk around the house and just ignore each other until you're able to get together and talk. Because once you bl- bring the police into the situation, that's going to change things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and let's say you are, we are past September 1st and they're regular people like you and me, uh, David, carrying around our gun and we get stopped by the cops. Uh, how should we act? What I know we definitely shouldn't even touch the thing, but what are the protocols of uh, a cop stopping you while you have your firearm on you? Right. So, uh, so right now, you, know, you get stopped by police. If you don't have a license, keep your hands in plain view. Mm-hmm. Roll that window down. You know, turn on the inside light. You know, don't move. Uh, the police are going to walk up to the vehicle. They're going to tell you why they stopped you, and and also ask you for your identification. You know, if I have my identification readily available, like on the visor, then I'm going to hand it to him. Mm-hmm. If I have to reach down and move my hand out of that officer's view, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell that officer that okay, my license is in my front left pocket. Okay. And oh, by the way, I do have a gun on my right side. Yes. Oh, by the way, I do have a gun under the seat. Mm. Oh, by the way, I have a do- I do have two guns in the back seat. <laughs> oh, and I'm sorry, I have about six guns in the trunk. So, you know, what would you like for me to do? Because this is Texas, everyone's got guns. <laughs> and then I'm going to listen to the officer's instructions. Okay. But then he, you know, the officer will probably say, okay, we'll reach down really slowly and grab the your your driver license out of your front pocket. I get my license out of my pocket. 
I pull it out and hand it to that officer along with my handgun license. I'm a handgun license holder. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a handgun license, hand them your ID and put your hands back on the steering wheel and just follow the officer's instructions. I'm not going to argue with the police officer. I'm not going to, you know, the officer, if the officer is going to give me a ticket, they're going to give me a ticket. Exactly. I'll let my attorney handle that. You know, that's what that's for. I'm not going to argue with that police officer. I'm not going to try to escalate the situation. I'm trying to get through that stop so I can get on about my day. Well, and and, and, and even with that, you know, uh, like, so one thing I'm just taking out of that is keep your hands visible at all times. All times. At all times. And, 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 you know, even with, uh, like with an officer to let him know, (laughs) <laughs> I have a gun or have some guns is is automatically, I think, to the officer de-escalating the threat that you may be. Because if you didn't have one and you weren't knowledgeable about the law or what you should do, you wouldn't let him know. So I think once you make that knowledgeable to the cop, he would be like, okay, you're somebody who understands what's going on. Mm-hmm. You're not a threat. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and I don't know. I just feel like with especially with everything we've had going on the last couple of years with defund the police and all that people have a wrong view of the police you know right. and, and there's you know i've been pulled over a couple of times here in austin and i've never had issues with cops you know i i've said this many times on the show i'm from brownsville texas 99.9 percent hispanic i've had more issues with police in brownsville who are mexican than i have in austin who are white and mm. so so the issue isn't the the person or the color so many times the issue is pride you know cops cops approach the car with pride and whatever it may be so i think sometimes what we also need to learn as citizens is not to believe everything the media is telling us about the boys in blue it's to say they're also people they also have jobs they you know they do the things the way they do and we need to respect one another and what you just said right now is have your you know let them know you have a gun put your hands on the wheel at all times that shows respect Right. And I think right. officers respond well to respect. So at the end of the day, it's also respect the officer who is pulling you over. Don't be that yeah. don't be that person who's pulling out your phone and recording, oh, why'd you pull me over? Why did you do this? You know, I yeah. you know, for, for every time I get pulled over, you know, I call my wife and I put her on FaceTime and you know, just in case anything were to happen. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but but at the same time I also respect the cop and, and I make sure that he knows I try to smile. Now I got this great mustache, so I ain't got nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, my, my wife told me immediately that that mustache kind of makes you seem like a way happier person. So I'm kind of right. like, well, shit, man, I ain't got nothing to worry about now. You know what I mean? Yeah, the cop comes up to you. They see your mustache, and they're like, okay, this guy either is going to tie up a girl on the railroad track or he's a really cool guy. And right, right. They could probably roll out the uh, the tracks there. So, nice. hey, Michael, can I? I asked you to recite the Second Amendment without looking at it, referring to it. Do you know it by heart? Oh, man. Do I know it by heart? Uh, do I? Do I? Do I? No, I don't know it by heart. A well-regulated militia. There you well-regulated go. Well-regulated militia. Being necessary. Being necessary. To the security of a free state. Peace, my brother. Preach. The right <laughs> of the people to keep and bear arms. Comma. Keep and bear arms. Yep. That's right. Shall not be infringed. Now, I'm saying... I'm, Shall not, not be infringed. There you go. Now, you were saying all the gun laws that we have are acceptable. Mm-hmm. But isn't any gun law an infringement on that Second Amendment? No, I don't think every gun law is acceptable. Okay, it's going to be up to the people to decide whether or not, yeah. uh, as as a community, you know, what is the community standard. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be something totally different in Texas yeah. versus what what's in New York. Mm. So it's going to be up to the community to decide. You know what they think. You know we should do as a community, and so um, as a collective. 
you know, on my property, we have property owner rights. Mm. So on my property, I like for everyone to carry a gun. Mm -hmm. It makes for a polite society because that's my property and premises under my control. Yep. So I'm all for that. And so it's going to be up to you. You know, we have property, private property owner rights, and then we have the community, you know, as far as the city, you Mm -hmm. know, what's going to be the community standard. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, you know, those things are going to be important. Excellent. Why should people take a firearm course if it's not required? Um, I, well, first of all, you know, with, with permitless carry, I don't like calling this constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. I actually like calling it permitless carry. Okay. Because if you think of constitutional carry, that's what we have with long guns. There's mm-hmm. no restrictions. Oh, that's already mm-hmm. constitutional carry. That's right. Do okay. you know you can walk into almost any business and carry a long gun in Texas? There huh. are very few places that you cannot take a long gun. Really? Yeah, very few places. People don't even realize this. Wow. Very few places you can actually take a long gun. You know, I actually did a talk in East Austin at a church for a group of uh, uh, Christians. And I said, you know, they want to learn the, the Texas gun laws because uh, some things changed back in 2015. Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. OK, so I'm, I'm going to give them this talk. So I gave them this talk. And at the end of this talk, I said, OK, you guys have in this church, you have two signs. You have a 30.06 sign posted, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. means a license holder cannot conceal carry handgun. And I said, you have a 30.07 sign posted which means that a license holder cannot openly carry a handgun. So you guys have two signs posted. You know, so what I did was I carried a little bag with me. In that little bag, I had an AR-15, you know, taken apart two different pieces. Mm-hmm. I had a police officer. I had three Austin police officers sitting on my left. I had two attorneys from the Travis County DA's office sitting on my right. Mm-hmm. I had one of the police officers grab my black bag. I picked up that bag. I put it on the table. I opened it up. I took an AR-15 out that I had in two different parts, put it together, held it up. I said, okay, in this church, this AR-15 is legal in this church. Mm. And, I, and I said, you know, tell me why, why it would not be. Mm. You know, because the signs here, the signs that you have posted, there's a 30.0607 sign. That's all about handguns, mm. not long guns. Mm. So in this church, I can legally bring a long gun wow. in this church. Only way I couldn't bring a long gun in that church if they told me verbally that I could not. Oh, they posted a simple sign with a gun on it with a line drawn through yeah. that says no firearms allowed. And mm. that takes care of long guns. And most people don't know that. Wow. In a lot of places, you can take long guns. Mm. So why is there this big push? Like, uh, you know, handguns are less, uh, I guess, stig- uh, there's less stigma with handguns than there are with these bigger, scarier guns, yeah. the AKs, the ARs, uh, etc. Why do you think there's more? Uh, why is there a bigger push for those types of weapons other than handguns? Because cl- handguns are clearly used in more cl- crimes than any other yeah, gun. Yeah, definitely. Right. Right. So, well, well, your 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 elected officials they they they're trying to make a statement. So in their statement, they're always pushing you know AR-15s, long guns. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, these guns are bad. Yeah. Well, actually, the majority of your crimes, when you look at the stats, the majority of crimes are done with handguns. Yep. That's yep. right. You know, so they're not really interested in solving crimes. They're not interested in solving violence or solving any problems that we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to push an agenda, exactly. you know, and try to get their side elected in the next next election. Mm-hmm. Because if you really cared about people, you cared about safety, then you were focused on the handguns. But they're not. They're focusing on lung guns. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that they clearly don't care about you and me. So it's best that I get a gun for my family and protect myself and my family because they don't care about our safety. Well, and and, and I just want to say that's literally like, you know, what I preach to people so many times about guns is the the time that it takes for an officer to get to your home 
to you defending yourself, what would you rather rely on? You know what I mean? Are you going to be defenseless in a closet where someone can go and break in? Or would you rather feel armed and like you can protect yourself? And I think, you know, and, and, and the thing that bothers me so much is that Americans don't understand that the reason we have America is because there was an infringement on the right of the people in Britain. The reason right. that, the reason that we have a free country is because the government that you know the big government was trying to usurp a power over the people and the people said we're not going to have this and so the the reason we have these freedoms in America is because we saw that tyranny coming from another place and the people who founded America said no we're going to make sure that that doesn't happen how because we're going to be able to defend ourselves right again the second amendment against the government if it ever if it ever were to want to go against the people, we have to make sure that the people, and again, you were talking about community. We as a community, as the United States of America, should say, if the government ever wanted to go against us, we should be able to defend ourselves. And I feel like people don't understand that these laws that they're trying to put in place is infringing on that right. On infringing, if the government ever wanted to attack you, they're trying to disarm you. From protecting yourself from they, them. They don't need to disarm you. They've got F-15s and nukes. Uh, I mean, they could take you down if they wanted to. But, hey, what, but if we're old, Joey B but, if, but we're allowed to old fucking bazookas and grenade launchers and fucking tanks, they can't do shit. Like, how can right. we... How and, can and, we and, look, and here's how. Here, I'm going to tell you how. Because I know you're going to ask, well, how can we defend <laughs> ourselves against a government? Yes. How can we defend yeah. ourselves that, that's, that's, that's where my, que that's where my okay. question was going so, to. That's right. So you're going to learn today. So I'm going to learn more. So let's here's go. how we're going to do it. So let's go back and talk about the history of Austin, Texas, and how Austin, Texas became the capital, how it remained, remained the capital yeah, of yeah, Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. There's a young lady called Angelina Eberly. Okay, I want you to remember that name. Angelina Eberly. She was a female. Uh -huh. And what happened was she was an innkeeper. Yeah, she basically was the owner of a hotel. Wow. Okay, that's all it was. And so what you had was you had a a, a small army, a, a military, decided a small force decided they were going to break into a building in Austin, and they were going to steal the records from Austin. Huh. And by doing that, if they would have done that, they would have changed the the capital of Texas, wherever those records are held. Wow. But what Angelina Everly did was she saw them break into the building, stealing the records and rummaging through the files and stuff like that. So she ran out and she filed, she fired a cannon and stopped Ooh. them from, <laughs> from taking the Ooh. records. And this is in the 1800s. That's my okay? girl right there, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you, so do me a favor, drive down Congress Avenue. I've seen that in Austin and you'll see a, 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 a statue of a lady Firing a cannon. Uh, That's yeah. Angelina Eberly. Oh, my God. And the God. fact that she did that, she is the reason why Austin is still the capital of Texas That's today. That's right in front of the Frost that young Tower. lady, that woman, you know, that lady yep. fired a cannon. Yep. So don't tell me. So I don't want anyone to ever tell me that a a, a person, a civilian, cannot stop a military. Yeah, but That's, the, but the, the talk that talk, bro. Yeah, but talk that talk, listen, bro. Damn. Right. So, you know, that was 1800s time. They That's didn't right. have the nukes. I mean, we had uh, President Biden just say, like, listen, it's going to take a lot more than, you know, an unarmed militia. You got to you got to have the we're going to have nukes and F-15s. Like, come on, man. Right. And, and what do we see in January? Mm -hmm. You know, well, how did, how did that military work in January oh, when yeah. you had a group of people who are civilians, mm -hmm. you know, unarmed, decide to overtake the Capitol? Yeah. 
you saw what's going to, it's, it's very hard for, and this is what they have a problem with is it's going to be hard for people to stop, you know, and turn against your own people. Yep. You're not going to be able to do that when they stand against you. Yeah. And so we stand together when we see that our, our country is going the wrong direction or, you know, the bad direction that is going and we stand together as a people, then we can stop them in doing whatever they're, that they're doing. That's wrong. Yeah. And, and I think the, it, man, I'm not, and I'm not saying what, you know, what happened in January was right or wrong. I'm just saying, you know, well, we've seen well, what can happen. And and I'm just saying, even with January 6th, right? Like that shows so much of what America, what is about, right? It, it, it you know, they're, they're calling an, an insurrection. Disagree with that. But, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, what it was, if, if, if I, t- if I took anything from January 6th, it was, it was the American people voicing their opinions and their rights. Sure. If, if January 6th was an insurrection, then what do you call Portland, Oregon, when they overtook a police department? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. If January 6th in Washington, D.C. was an insurrection, what do you say in California? You know, what do you say in Missouri? Yep. What do you say in Atlanta, Georgia? What mm-hmm. do you say in Austin, Texas? What do you say in, you know, I can name every major city in this country. When you had people in June of 2020 mm-hmm. decide that they were going to break into the local police department yep. and overtake the police department. You know, no one talks about that. But they're only taking over city on, blocks. Thank taking, you. Right. You know what I mean? Taking over. And, and that's exactly it is. If we're going to call January 6th an insurrection, what are we going to call all these black lives? Right. right? If you if you even that is look, correct. even if you look at the, the, the amount of damage that was done, the millions of dollars that Antifa and Black Lives Matters did on cities, not just cities, locally owned businesses. Black owned businesses, right? Businesses that were owned by the people that they were supposed to be standing for. They caused more damage to that. So who, who was the, who were the people that were really hurt? It was the American people then now, right? When you look at January 6th, January 6th was saying the American people was telling the government, we're done with your shit. That's what it was. And here are, you know, I'm a black owned gun store, you know, one of the longest black owned gun stores in this country. I'm sorry, man. I I know you're black. I don't see color, you know. know. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I look at June, June 1st, you know, I had eight people in five vehicles tried to break into this gun store. Uh, Dude, I saw that. I saw that. Eight people. Yes. Yes. Eight people, five vehicles, you know, showed up at the gun store. They tried to ram their way inside. Yep. They tried to shoot the front entrance of the gun store to get into the gun store. You know, if we hadn't had the, the security in place that we had, you know, we would have had, you know, hundreds of guns out on the street in Austin, Texas. Yep. Because one of the guns that they, the, the one of the rounds that was recovered in that, that incident of them trying to get in was, was a round that was recovered from a drive-by shooting. Wow. So these guys here were trying to break to the gun store to get access to more guns so they can actually commit more crimes. Wow. If we, you know, so are we talking about last year? Last year, no, twenty twenty, yeah, June first. That was the June first, yeah, because yeah, it was in the midst of all the the yep. riots and everything. With the riots on. and protests, everything was in Austin, downtown Austin. There was riot, there were protests going on. The police were focusing on downtown Austin, and so you that same that same day, within two hours of each other, you had a gun store in North Austin get broken into. They had forty guns stolen. Yeah, yeah. You had a two academies were broken into. You had uh, two pawn shops broken into. You had, you know, two targets were broken into. A lot of things happened on that day, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is the thing that we're talking about right here. Yeah. You know, when it comes to, you know, what we're doing, 
you know, this is what we're talking well, about. And, and even going exactly to, to, to what you're saying was my point early, earlier, how I was saying, talking to my mom was the people who are going to commit crimes are not the people who are carrying permits. That's and, right. And the ones who are you're trying to to impose these red flag laws on, what you're doing is you're restricting their ability for them to protect not just themselves, but right. the community. Right. Because right. let's say I'm at a target and somebody's trying to rob it with a gun. Well, shit, if I have my gun on me, you know, I'm going to try to defend somebody. Right. So, so, yeah, I mean, that happened after that Walmart shooting. And yeah. Somebody, they, someone walked in with a gun, a, a, a man yep. with a legal gun. I think it was a fireman or mm -hmm. maybe right. a, a cop off duty stopped that person. Yep. We don't hear about these stories. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you, in so many times, you know, uh, in, not in the mainstream media, but but if you actually read the news, there's so many times where people have tried to shoot up churches and people, security guards, or even people in churches who own guns will defend the church and shoot and, and scare them away or whatever it be. So so that, that's what I mean is when you're trying to pass these red flag laws, all you're doing is limiting the law-abiding citizens so, but yeah, from I, their freedom. I, I think they, they right. overlooked that, but I think their intent is that they want to get uh, guns away from these evil people. How do we stop evil people from doing evil things? No, we're we're not. You know, honestly, you're not going to. There's evil, and evil exists. Evil exists all the way from day one with Cain and Abel. Amen. Amen, brother. You know, Come on. So, you, know, you, you you go way back. You yep. know to you know to the first you know the first man and man and woman on this yep. planet. You know on this earth, and so you know you're not going to stop evil. Yep. It it exists. It but what we can on. do, right? What we can do is we can make sure that you know we do have the tools because even Jesus said it when he said it to his disciples. He mm -hmm. said, you know what? Um, if you don't, you know, if you don't have a sword, I suggest you go ahead and sell your sell your cloak and yep. buy yourself yep. a sword. Sell your tunic. Yep. Well, and, and even with that, man, like, and this is a conversation I get on almost on a monthly basis: is how do we stop evil? And I, you know, and not to get too religious on it, but for me, that's where the gospel comes in because the gospel is a thing that attacks the heart. And so, right. so what we try to do within our community, you know, and I was talking to a few guys from the church the other day, and I was saying what the laws really do is show the sin of the people. The more laws that we make, it just shows how sinful we are and how evil we are. The more, right? Like if you have to make more and more rules, it just shows that that person is more and more fucked up. And at right. the end of the day, there's nothing that we can do other than preach the gospel and share Jesus to people and say, this is, this is what goodness looks like. And this is how goodness overcomes evil. But, but that's where government does come into play, right? Government is God's means in restricting evil in the community and expanding goodness in the community. And, and, and at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to do that with laws. And people think laws are, are the only way to govern a society, but it isn't, right? What, what the, I, you know, to me, the Bible says love is the way you govern a community. And if right. you love one another rightly and you serve one another rightly, then that community will learn how to defend itself from evil. And and so, but, you know, again, living in Austin, Texas, you have so like an amalgam of people from so many backgrounds and so many things to where we need so many laws here, right? When you look at when COVID came into place, the, the, the smaller towns didn't need mass mandates. Mm -hmm. Because everybody there knows one another. Right. I know you, Bob. You come here every day. I don't, you know, you, I know you, Tim. I know you, Brandy, whatever your name is. But when it comes to Austin, there's, right. there's such a, a difference of people that we don't really know one another. 
And so we wear the mask because it's like, I don't know who you are. And you see what a small community does and a big community does. When you look at the rural places, the rural places didn't need masks and they had almost no deaths from COVID. But the cities were the ones who were passing the mask mandates that had more deaths. Right. Let me tell you, let me tell you a story of my great grandfather. My great grandfather was 96 when he died. Oh, my great grandfather was a retired minister. Mm. And my great grandfather would always, you know, you keep this little Bible with him. And he said, Michael, I like to bring everyone to Lord. He always had that Bible with him. He always kept that Bible. He said, Michael, I like to bring, bring everyone to Lord. He said, well, if I can't bring them to the Lord, he, what, he would do, what he did was he opened up that Bible. In the middle of that Bible, there was a hole cut out. He said, if I can't bring them to the Lord, he reached into that Bible. There was a, he, he grabbed a revolver. He said, <laughs> if I can't bring them to the Lord, I'm going to send them to the Lord. <laughs> Ooh, that's fire right there, Great bro. Great grandfather. So – um, we got a viewer question here. Uh, it sounds like it's an, uh, someone from Austin here. What should be done about the rising crime and homicides happening mm. in Austin right now? All right. All right. So we, we have a problem with we, this defunding the police, you know, and I, I understand it. I get it. You know, that people are upset because law enforcement, they're, they're upset with how certain people are treated by law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, well, here's my remedy to that situation. When a police officer does some, something wrong, what a concept. How about you prosecute him? Mm. That's how you solve that problem. Wow. We, we do need police. I need police. Mm-hmm. Okay? When I called 911, when someone broke into the shop, I needed police to respond. Yep. You know, the fact that we didn't have enough police on the road, that causes a problem. Yep. And so, you know, because I'm trying, I'm trying to stop guns from getting out onto the streets mm-hmm. to, in illegal hands. Mm-hmm. And so we do need police. We need law enforcement. But when they do do something wrong, we need to hold them to the higher standard because yep. they're, they are the top tier of the society. Yep. And as a police officer, we need to hold them to a much higher standard. Mm. So when they do do something wrong, we need to prosecute them to the full extent of the law for doing something wrong. You know, and we're not doing that. Mm. And so we need to fund the police and not defund the police mm. and hold them accountable. Mm. What a concept. Yeah. Well, but it, well, hold up a second. We, we played this video of a professor berating a, a, a kid, right? Yep. And she was going to the point where, you know, cops... Uh, kill people, right? Like, oh well, I don't trust cops. Yeah. Uh, um, they, they they don't call them. They they kill people. I would never call them. And she had this idea that they're so they're so evil and yeah. bad uh, that all of them are bad. That uh, all what all all cops are good. And 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 then she she went on to say, I have family members who are cops, right? And <laughs> so then so then are you telling me that your family members are evil? Right. It's right. incredible, but they, but it's becoming col- common knowledge to these people, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, these uh, these tropes have become common knowledge, like uh, semi-autos. When yeah. people hear semi-autos, what does that mean to the normal person? Like they think that sounds like a, a gun that goes gah, 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 yeah. gah. they have <laughs> they don't have any idea. They they use right. terms like assault weapons, mm-hmm. Um, mm. like. They're they're literally changing the language to yeah. mean something to fit their narrative because assault Correct. weapons is what is that what does that mean? Mm. Especially That's a verb. When, assault is a verb. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when you say <laughs> an assault weapon, oh, or no, they say assault rifle. Bro, real quick, how <laughs> how fucking smart was that remark? Assault is a so verb. Wild. Yeah. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Assault is a <laughs> verb. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I was looking up some stats on like the source and use of guns in the uh, the USA here, and it's it's quite it's quite enlightening here. Yeah. And I've got a couple things. Can you pull them up? Can he see any of those? If we pull them up, I'll just tell you what we're looking at here. Okay. Um, so this is a. A, a survey on federal and state prisoners who possessed a firearm during an offense for which they oh. were serving time. And one thing here I read is that they've attained a firearm because they plan to use it in, in an offense. Yes or no. Um, did they, did they get this gun to do this crime and uh, state prisoners, 80%, 80.7% said no, they didn't federal prisoners, 80%. No, Violent crime, so it's it's seventy five or uh, above here. But the small percentage, nineteen percent, it's between seventeen and twenty five percent. People bought their gun to to cause to cause do a that crime. crime. Wow! And then you wow. ask yourself, well, wow, where did they get this gun? And so um, you look up here. This thing's got everything, and I think we'll post it up. It comes from bjs.ojb.gov. Mm. Um, um, and so table five here, among state and federal prisoners who had possessed a firearm during the offense for which they were serving time, sources and methods used to uh, obtain a firearm. Where did they get the firearm here? And so as we can see here, 43, an overwhelming percentage here, 43% got it off the street or underground wow. market. Mm. Um, now, okay. people would cite about this, and I want to ask your opinion about it here in a second. But So what you're saying is they're not going, they're not going to Michael's store. They're not. No. And, they're not. And buying the gun from Matter them fact, to commit a crime, what they're doing is they're going to a black market, some, right. some right. shady place. Matter of fact, only 8%, as high as 8%, not, uh, I take it back, 9.6% uh, of uh, these felons bought a gun at the gun store. Wow. 9%. Oh. Wow. Now, there's, and that also says gun shop, gun store, like a gun, uh, uh, a gun show. Mm. You'd think there'd be more because there's this big push for the gun show loophole I've wow. heard about so much recently and uh, in the past. Prisoners, what, what do you think the percentage is that these, uh, violent, uh, these violent felons used a gun they bought at a gun show? What do you think it would be? What percentage? Probably pretty high. Buying at a gun show. Believe it or not, it's only 47 percent, 47. Actually, it's 0.8 percent of prisoners. Wow. So where do you get the guns from? Well, they're uh, it's overwhelming. 43 percent that they're buying it off the street. Um, It's theft from burglary. um, Other source found it. um, But everything but the flea market. Everything we're told is a lie. Yeah. It's everything, but they, but it's such common knowledge. To these people, when I talk to people, they go, Oh, but you got the, we got to close the gun show loophole. So what is this gun show loophole? They keep talking about. <laughs> All right. So you have people that want to do private sales, you know, from one private person to another. And so there's a place that you want to go to where other people are interested in the product that you're selling. And so the places that you want to go to with people interested in product that you're selling is going to be a gun show. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a private person selling a, my private stash, I'll go to a gun show to try to try to sell that stash. But as a dealer, as a federal firearms licensed dealer, no matter where I do my transaction, you have to get a federal firearms background check. Mm. You know, if not, then I'm committing a felony. Wow. So it doesn't matter. If even if I'm selling a gun in a gun show as a dealer, I have to do a background check. Mm. The guns were bought legally through a background check period previously. Right. So well, what if they had their way and they had their laws in action, like you wouldn't be able to give your son, your daughter, your granddaughter, whatever, a, a firearm without 
running a background yeah. check on them first. Right. So if universal background check passes, that means that every every gun sale, every gun transaction will have to be done, you know, in a gun store with a background check. That means that if you want to give someone a gun, background check. You want to let someone borrow your gun, background check. Uh, you want to give a gun to your son, you know, background check. You want to give a gun to your daughter, background check. And everything will have to be done in the gun store. Uh, you can make the felony, you can make the domestic violence. I don't care if you did it like 50 years ago. You've been a great citizen ever since. You paid debts to society. You will not be able to, go to get a gun at all if you pass universal background checks. Because if you pass universal background checks, that convicted felon who can actually have a gun at the five years under Texas law would not be able to get their hands on a gun wow. if universal background checks are passed because that means it will eliminate private sales. Wow. So how does that stop somebody from t getting a gun and uh, committing a mass murder? Like all these rules, I just want to know, like, <laughs> at what point where does it stop that person from obtaining some sort of weapon that they can use to kill right. a lot of people? It's not, it's not going to stop criminals from getting access to gun because criminals, were, they're going to steal guns mm -hmm. and they're going to sell guns on the black market, yep. you know, that are there. They're going to scratch off the serial numbers, uh, which they're, they're using the term ghost guns nowadays. Yeah. They're saying, oh my goodness, they're getting ghost guns and committing crimes. Well, when I when you tell me when you say ghost guns to me that terminology tells me that that's some gun that someone made at home without mm. a serial number. Yeah. But that's not true. Police are using that term very loosely when they're using it nowadays. When they're saying ghost guns, they're referring to guns that the serial number has been scratched off the gun. Oh, Expanding wow. the definition. You, wow. They're tricking you with that terminology. It, exactly. it seems to wow. be their mo lately, and uh, we actually have an, uh, an Austinite. Uh, Cody Wilson, who's uh, came up with, uh, who he actually, what did he do? He distributed plans for a 3D gun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah 3D that, printed right. gun. I've, I've heard so many people doing that. Now, yeah, that's th my brother. Oh, Cody Wilson. That's right. That's my brother. Oh, my, yeah. brother my brother from another mother. We, oh, do, yeah. good, we actually we do brunch every now and then. Ooh, hey, bro, we got to do brunch sometime, bro. I'm well, telling yeah, you. Tell him. Uh, tell him we said hi. We're big fans of him and. I think it's good to, if you're able to make your own gun, if you're able to have these things, the last thing that you're going to do, I feel, is like use it for any evil purposes, yeah. you know? But there are evil people to do that, and I think all these laws that they put in place, they think they're going to stop evil people, but it actually infringes on our Second Amendment rights. Amen. And right. they don't take account that a good guy with a gun will right. stop a bad guy with a gun 100% yep. of the time. Yep. And, That's right. And, and, and I, I'm just, in my head, I'm, I don't know if, you, Michael, I don't know if you're a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan, but I know Lowe's, you like that show. I love that show. But there's an episode where where they're trying, right? Frank Reynolds, their dad, is is trying to sell more guns because he he's related to this gun store. And the more yeah. guns that he gets to sell with his gun store, the more money he makes. And so yeah. their his kids, Dennis and Dee, they tried to prove a point. Oh, you can buy a gun. On the you could buy a gun so easy, right? And right. so and so they try to they try to buy a gun and through you know earlier in the season they were they were addicted to crack, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. So they were addicted to crack. So that comes up in their records and it's like oh you know you guys have show use of drugs and this and that we can't sell you a gun. So mm -hmm. then they try to go to a gun show mm -hmm. and they try to buy a gun and the guy's like oh yeah this AK forty seven is about $5,000. And they're like, wait, but at this gun store, it was $800. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Why am I paying you more? And 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 then they pull and they're like, well, what if I just wanted to pull your gun out, my gun out, and take it from you? And then everybody in that gun show takes a gun out. Yeah, yeah everyone's right. You know what I mean? And and, and, right. and so even with that, like, if you're gonna buy a gun illegally, it isn't gonna be as cheap as right. a gun on, on at, you know, that you would sell in your store would be. Right. Right. It, exactly. And and and. I want I want to go back and touch on constitutional carry, you know, since you said that, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. when it comes to constitutional carry in Texas, I want to remind people, Can't point if you want to thing. walk around in Texas and you want to carry a handgun, you know, come September the 1st, you know, you have to, you know, be able to be able to own the gun under Texas law. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't be convicted of assault cases, bodily injury, can't be convicted of deadly conduct, can't be convicted of, of terroristic threats. You can't be convicted of disorderly conduct, discharging a firearm. You can't be convicted of disorderly conduct, displaying the firearm um, in the last five years. Now, but there's some good things about, you know, getting your license. Mm-hmm. There's some good things about getting a license to carry handgun and, 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 you know, taking a class, you know, and I encourage everyone, if you're not going to, let's say you want to carry a handgun come September 1st, I suggest you take a class because one, in the class, we talk about use of force and deadly force. Mm-hmm. The governor has signed a bill that says you can carry a gun, but when can you use that gun? When can you shoot someone? Yep. You know, can you shoot someone for, you know, who's in your backyard? Can you shoot someone in your front yard? You know, can you shoot someone you know, who's breaking into your car during the daytime. What mm. about the nighttime? Mm. There's some things about the law that you need to learn, and you can only learn that by taking a class and in, in someone needs to explain that to you. Mm. You know, also, it's good to have a license if you're going to buy a gun. You want to buy a gun, you walk to the gun store with a license to carry a handgun, boom. We don't have to call the FBI to do the background check on you. Your background check's already been done. Really? That's right. Really? Wow. It's, it's good to have a license if you want to travel and travel in other states. You want to take your gun to other states? Got to have that life carry handgun. So why not require a test uh, if, like, you know, we do for obtaining a driver's license? uh, Why not make that a thing for constitutional carries? That way we have the the right mind. We we know everyone is taking at least the basic course. Like, we we assume all the drivers are out there. There's still going to be assholes out there on the road. Asians. But they all have a license, we assume. (laughs) You know those Asians. <laughs> Take. <laughs> I'm not Los. Michael knows. Michael knows. Los, Los. Los, Los is a half Asian, so I can say that. Well, I'm just. Look, but hey, I'm just. I get, I get a lot of little death threats and all kind of little threats. See? And the last thing I want is the you know Asian lady tracing me down the road. Driving. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. I don't know if y'all know Miss Kim from. Mad TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ms. Kim, I love Miss Kim's food. Okay. Yep. And I don't want Miss Kim putting something in my yep. food when yep. I go to her store. I tell you, <laughs> I'm not gonna he, talk about Miss Kim. He, he looking like a man. He, he looking he look like a man. But like but uh, seriously, why not? Do you think it would be a good idea that to make this thing like a license, right. just to have a license? It, it it's probably free. Let's make it free, but you, you gotta take a test federally. Is that right. such a bad idea? Well, it, it, some people think that infringes on the Second Amendment. They yep. think that, you know, that's an, that's an infringement, you know, that's a little too harsh because not everyone can read, you know, but we can, you know, someone can explain it to them. I've had people take a life scary handgun course that could not read. Wow. I had to read them the tests. Wow. I've had people take the life scary handgun course that can't see, that were blind. They, they failed the shooting course. They couldn't get their license. I've had people take the life scary handgun course that couldn't hear, that were deaf. You know, so I have had people take a life care handgun course that didn't speak English, only spoke Spanish, you know, spoke French, so, so, a lot of different languages. So almost kind of what you're saying is, in in, in a weird way, like, it, as long as you're in America, you should be able to 
be able to defend yourself. Yeah, whether absolutely. whether or not you, yeah, even when, if you're blind, even yeah, if you're deaf, exactly. even if you don't speak English, you should whether, be able to Whether or yourself. not you know how to use the handgun, that's not the question is are you able to defend yourself? That is correct. Wow. And so, and so it's it's it, it, but it is still good oh, to get a license, it's still good to take a class, you know. If you're let's say you want to you want to drop your kids off at school. Mm. Do you know that if you're on school, you're within a thousand feet of a school, you're violating a federal law that yeah. there's a no gun zone? Wow. But guess what? The exception to the no gun zone if you have a licensed carry handgun from the state that you live in. Mm. So when you get your license, you're exempt from the federal law. Mm. So it's good to have a license there. It's also good to have a license when you're uh, if you're, you know, under 21, let's say I'm in the, you got to be in the military. Let's say I'm in the military. I'm 18, 19, 20 years old. At 18, 19, or 20, a, someone who's in the military can get a license to carry a handgun and carry a gun. If you're not in the military, you can't get a license to carry a handgun at 18, 19, or 20. It's good to have a license to carry a handgun if you're a school employee. You work for a school and you're parking in the parking lot of a school. You got to have your license to carry handgun in order to do that. Without a license, you're committing the crime. Mm. It's good to have a license if you're on private property. So if I'm on a private property, I walk into a business, they say, hey, no guns are allowed. There's a sign posted. I don't see the sign. I don't notice it. If I, if I have a license, they have to give me verbal notice. Mm. Without a license, if I don't have a license, I'm committing the crime. It's good to have a license if you're... Um, Can you go into a bar with your... Like they have that fifty percent, fifty-one percent rule, right? Mm -hmm, Could mm -hmm. you go into a bar with an LTC? So, well, okay. Now the bars are going to be a little complicated. So bars, if they're fifty-one percent, if they're a true fifty-one percent on the TABC's website where it says gun sign red, mm -hmm. then no, you cannot take a gun there. But if it says gun sign blue with a license carry handgun, you can take your gun there. Wow. Okay. 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 Well, hey, we're pressed for time here. We only got oh, about more, a minute here. One more. One more. Also, go for it. Go for it. The airport. So at the airport, if you want to go to the airport, boom. If you go to the checkpoint at the airport, you forget you have your gun in your bag. They say, boom, boom, boom. You got a gun in your bag. With a license carry handgun, you can say, oops, my bad. Without a license, that's a felony. Wow. Wow. I need to get one real quick. And so do they make you check it if you uh, have a license to carry? So the gun's got to be checked. Okay. So there's there are a lot of good reasons why you need to have a license carry handgun. And we can still obtain one even after the constant, well, the uh, uh, permanent, permitless carry, as you would call it here. Correct. Are they still going to be offered? Yeah, absolutely. So license to carry handguns are still going to be offered. I encourage everyone to take the class. Even if you're not going to get the license, you're going to carry a gun in the constitutional carry or permitless carry, take the class, learn the laws of where you can, where you cannot take the handgun, and what you can, you cannot do. Mm. Well, Michael, thank you for joining us. Tell us where, tell everybody that's watching where they can find you if they want to learn more about this. Absolutely. You can go to our website, which is centraltexasgunworks.com. I'm on Facebook, centraltexasgunworks.com. We're on Twitter, Centex Guns. Uh, we're everywhere. Just try central, centraltexasgunworks.com. You can find me. We're going to tag it, you on this fucking clips, man. That's right. If anyone ever tells you, you tell them this. That's More guns equals less crime. So you go out there and you buy yourself a gun. Let's go, baby. Thank you, Michael Cargill. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And, thank you very much. Well, thank you guys for watching. We're going to continue on to the other side here in just a couple uh, just a couple seconds. So thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you guys like our content, feel free to check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. And don't forget YouTube. We'll be back. Thank you very much. He's still on the yeah, yeah. So, Michael. Yes. Okay. Man, hey, dude. so, hey.
We so, uh, so I I like we're officially off the air yeah. on public access. Now we're still streaming live to Facebook and YouTube. Okay. Uh, so so one thing one thing I want to talk about now that we're fucking off the public access shit is exactly what you were saying earlier is if you're convicted of terrorist crime, this and this and that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? And this is this is my conspiracy theorist Alex Jones Infowars mind thinking. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about what what happened with January sixth, where they're labeling so many Americans and so mm-hmm. many patriots mm-hmm. as terrorists now? They're gonna lose their gun rights forever. Wow, wow, forever. Man. Oh, I'm it. Just because, just because yeah, the they, government, they're gonna, they're gonna do it. They're gonna settle. They're gonna settle that case. They're gonna settle. They're gonna do a. a oh, okay, real quick. Lo, lo, Los didn't hear this, so so I asked you. With January 6th happening, and mm-hmm. something you were saying the last the last hour was, mm-hmm. if you are convicted as terrorist threats, mm-hmm. so now what I'm doing is I'm connecting the two things. Are they preventing them? From yeah, yeah. Being able well, to well yeah, later? yeah. So, 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 if it's a felony, you're gonna, they're gonna, all those people that are convicted of felony, they sell that case, they they do a uh, a you know a deal, they sign a deal where they you know. They don't they because hey we're gonna convict them of a felony but we're not gonna give you no jail time. Mm. You're gonna, they're gonna lose their gun rights forever. Wow, wow, wow! And, and that's not because they were actual terrorists. No, but that's because the media and that's right. and the government right now is has an agenda that they're trying to push it as if look at them. Because they were trying people, to cause an insurrection. That's are, terrorism. These people are very influential in their community. Mm. They're very influential on online in other places. So if they can get them convicted of a felony, that's good. Guess what? Come next election, they're out of the way. Wow, man. And that and that's something you know. Again, I like I. There, there are so many things you know that I, that I've read in the past and all that where I think about how. Um, the government tries to make a way to uh, to almost force the American people to give up their rights, and and for me, you know, I'm I'm a big thinker. I you know I'm I I like to think a lot, and you know when I look at so many cases or murders, or I read books and all that kind of stuff. You see how how there's people smart enough to create an agenda in order to get the the end result that they want. And when it came to January 6th, like from everything I've seen and everything I've watched and everything I've read, it seems like it was almost less than 1% of the people who actually were at the rally invaded the Capitol. Let's say there was 500,000 They're mostly peaceful. Yeah, let's say there was 500,000 people there and 200 people invaded the Capitol. That is a small percentage. But what that is doing is how you just said it's 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 something it's allowing these people to disarm themselves and even the community to say, if you agree with this, we will allow you to leave. You don't get any jail time. You're free to go. And how many and what what are they doing? They're saying anybody who was in Washington, D.C. on that day is going to be interrogated and questioned. So now those five hundred thousand people who were there are now being uh, 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 they're being assaulted because of the 200 people who attacked the Capitol. And now those 500,000 people are being told, if you sign this waiver, we won't give you jail time. But low key, you're going to lose your rights of owning a gun. 
How dangerous is that in the in the community that we're living in right now? That's very dangerous. I would never ever allow someone to, you know, to convict me of a felony. That's mm-hmm. serious. Yeah, that's very serious. Yeah. So, so you know, there are efforts right now, voting efforts, where they say they're against voter ID. You know what they call that? They say that's voter suppression. Mm. Now, could we say the same thing about guns? Like, oh, they, they, what, they want, these guys want voter ID. They want an ID so that I can buy yeah, a gun. Need, Isn't you that? Need a gun. You need a gun for everything. Yeah, I mean, you need a license for, you know, a license for everything. If you want to buy a gun, you got to have a driver's license. Mm-hmm. You got to have some type of ID. If your driver's license is expired, you can't buy a gun. Mm. If your driver's license doesn't have the correct address on it where you live, then you're going to have to either, you know, show us some other documentation or you can't buy a gun. Wow. It's very strict when it comes to buying a gun. Yeah. What's the, what are the, I remember having to fill out like a, you know, a checklist, you know, are you addicted to marijuana or like, what are, what are the questions on there? Damn, you filled that, right? (laughs) That was like the bottom one. It said, are you addicted to marijuana? And I was like, (laughs) no. You're like, well, what do you mean by addicted? (laughs) What's the definition of is, is I I need to know what is, is. But yeah, mm. that, that's sort of uh, on. Uh, that's that's federal. So I was just taking my driver's license right now to see if I had my current address. My new right here. I was like, wait, hold on, real quick. Let me see if my address is right. I've got my. Uh, I've got my. I got a new one here. Uh, let's see. But what what is this end game? Like, so people, there all these efforts with gun control. They call it uh, common sense gun control. Like, what's the end game? The end game is to actually to make sure that certain people can't have access to guns. Yeah. You got to think about gun control and the history of gun control and where it started in this country. Gun control started back in the 1600s. In the 1600s, they did not want Indians to have access to firearms. Mm. That was the first gun control law. The second gun control law in the country was in the 1600s where you could not repair firearms to Indians. The punishment of that was death if you wow. did that. Wow. You, then after that, you had Jim Crow laws. They did not want free slaves to have access to guns. So when you look at gun control laws, they're always targeting certain groups of people mm. to have access to firearms. In Texas, when you speed forward, you know, in Texas, they say, hey, you free slaves are not even welcome in Texas. You know, if you do step foot in Texas, you can have access to a firearm. And then they said, OK, guess what? Majority of people live down in Galveston, Texas. Down in Galveston, everyone's got rifles. They have shotguns. You know, they have other tools. So we're not going to regulate lung guns. We're going to start regulating handguns. So if you look at all the aspects of our gun laws, you know, it's always about certain groups of people. Mm. In, the, in the handgun license law, there's a clause about g- gang members. Mm. Gang members is cold word for, for black or Hispanic or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know, certain people. That's what gang members are. Mm-hmm. Gang members cannot carry a gun. In Texas, if you're a gang member and you're carrying a gun, you know, you're committing a crime. So, you know, in a vehicle, you as a gang member, you can't have a gun in the vehicle currently right now. Come September 1st, that's going to change. Wow. You know, it's going to flip-flop a little bit. So as a person who's carrying under the Constitution, constitutional carry or permanent carry as a gang member, you cannot carry a gun as a gang member. Wow. What's a gang member? Uh I don't know what is a gang member, well, well, and, and I just how want, do they prove you're a gang? Well, well a even gang? with that, like I, I feel like we, even when you look read history, especially in New York and other places, gangs were there to protect the people. So many times, when you see gangs in communities, the reason that a gang starts is because they see the corruption within the the police system that's going on. 
And so mm-hmm. gangs sometimes are there to regulate the, the, their community because they know the community. They understand the community. They know the people around the block and they know the crack dealers. They know the drug dealers. They know the murderers. And mm-hmm. so gangs are there to regulate that because they also know that if the cops and almost what Michael was talking about earlier, if the cops come into play, there's mm-hmm. going to be some some shit that's going to pop off. Somebody's going to get shot. Somebody's going to get arrested. And that's you right. see this a lot with the mafia. You see this a lot with other types of like Hispanic, you know, the the, the 13 gang and shit like that, where right. they regulate their own because it, it avoids the government and the police from coming in. Right. That's right. And guys, my, my company is getting, they're getting restless. I got to. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, okay, Thank yeah. you for joining us. Thank I saw you. So much, I saw you munching. I was like, we gotta let, we gotta let him go. I was gonna say, I saw. <laughs> are you eating chicken, bro? Oh, sh- stop bro, it, bro. I was gonna say, <laughs> man, you can't, you can't do that on camera, dude. Because then you're gonna live up to the stereotype, and I can't do that. It's like me being on camera eating some tacos, bro. Watermelon is what I do, bro. You better not have any grape juice on you. That's all I gotta say. I love grape juice. You're off the hook. I don't. Hey, and Michael Gargill, thank you so much Bro, for joining us, man. Thank you so man. much, man. We appreciate Absolutely. you, my brother. Thank We're you forever so much. in debt. Thank you very uh, much for having me. Thank you for joining us, man. Talk to you later. Have a wonderful night. Have a good weekend. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir, you Bye. Bye bye. All right. So, um, we've still got some stuff to talk about on the other side, but first, I want to get into this story here. I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Oh, I want you to watch, okay, okay. listen to this story. Uh, well, here, we'll go into the, Philipp- the Philippines first. I want okay. you to watch this because okay. hold your piss. This okay, is going to be great. I could do it for like 15 minutes. Um, uh, so I have a whole other document for the other side. Was that racist that I brought up the chicken shit? No, he, 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 he's, a, he's a good sport about it. I was going to say something about like his watermelon flavor, uh, colored shirt. He looks like dude, a watermelon seed. Uh, man, we got to have him on again, bro. I feel like there's so much more we can talk about. That dude is uh, like, you know, and I, I, before the show, you know, I was watching some of his stuff and some of his interviews and. Legit guy. Dude, exactly what I thought he was going to be. He's someone I would just love to fucking barbecue with yeah. and just fucking shoot the bro. shit, man. Yep. Literally uh, shoot. Hop to 22 shit. seconds on that one. So, okay. Uh, I, let's travel to the Philippines here where they're really handling this crisis of the coronavirus, man. They're, they're trying to handle it. So they've got this president. His name is Rodrigo Duterte. Uh, Duterte. 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 And um, this is in Tagalog, but uh, one thing I did here is I uh, no just twenty two seconds, twenty two seconds in. Um, the, he's going to speak a little bit of uh, Tagalog. He'll say some English first, but then he's going to say something. I'm going to translate this afterwards because I had to send this to my mom, who's a you know genuine thoroughbred, genuine yep. Filipino, fucking fucking red blood, bro. And I could not believe what he said here. So just go ahead and play this. Kung ayaw mo magpabakuna, iparesto oh, no, kita. Go back 20, uh, At yeah. ang bakuna, galing oh. tusok ko sa puwit mo putang. Okay, go back to 22. I'm sorry, I talked Visit over it. kayo. Emergency. Kung ayaw mo magpabakuna, iparesto kita. At ang bakuna, galing tusok ko sa puwit mo putang. <laughs> okay, great. So, Visit go back kayo. to 17 seconds and I'm going to translate you what he says here. Listen to this. Being faced in this country. There is a national emergency. If you do not want to get vaccinated, I will get the needle and stick it in your fucking ass, you motherfucker. Is that what he said? 
dude. This is absolutely, dude. Fact check this. This is a hundred percent for real. He says, if you do not want to get vaccinated, I will stick the needle and stick it in your fucking ass, you motherfucker. But apparently, this is the way this guy talks. He goes, I had, to, I was chatting to my mom, and she goes, I hate this guy. He's so rude, and this is the way he talks. Like, we think that Donald Trump was like the worst president ever. This guy says, if you don't get vaccinated, I will get the needle and stick it in your fucking ass, you motherfucker. And what the I know fuck? he's saying motherfucker because he says putang. And putang. Put, putang is like, uh, you like say putang, putang and amor. That's like a bad word. Well, because in Spanish, puta is like bitch. Yeah, yeah. And they share, dude, Spanish and, and uh, Tagalog, they share a lot of the same hey, uh, words. You got to leave it there and look at the camera. We're the same, we're the same motherfuckers. Putang and amor. Putang. Yeah, anyways, you can take a piss now, but I thought that was... Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I Dude, that's fucking crazy, bro. That is so fucking funny, and he has these things where he says, you know, if you don't want to get vaccinated, because he says, go to fucking India. You don't, you don't want to fucking get vaccinated? Go to fucking America. You know, we have a fucking national crisis here, and if you're not into it, I'll fucking take you myself and jab you in the fucking ass. You know what we're going to do? He said he's going to uh, stick you with a drug they give to pigs. That's what he said, too. <laughs> <laughs> Rodrigo. I like this guy. I think it's funny. I would not want to be under his rule. Trust me, I do not. But, dude, that is too fucking... That's too fucking funny. Um, okay, yeah, I want to read this story here with uh, David because... Uh, this man went on a shooting spree. He targeted black men. And I just, I, I, you need to know about this because we talked about shootings today and I wanted to uh, get all the news that we can and relate it just to gun news. Um, we had talked about Biden talking about, hey, you, you, you want to you wanna take on the government? Yeah, he sounds like Bill Clinton. I, I'll, I'll work on the Biden. But he says, you want to take on the government, you're going to have to have F-15s and nukes. Like, holy fuck. Did you just, like, sort of threaten the Americans who question you? Like, honestly. But then we have this thing here. This here, this man went on a shooting spree. He targeted black men. Damn it. Racially charged, dude. This is a fucking terrible story, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. A 39-year-old man, this comes from ledgerinquire.com. He was charged in a weekend shooting spree. He told Columbus Columbus police his assaults were racially motivated. He admits it. Targeting black men he felt he had taken off of uh, excuse targeting white men he felt had taken from him all his life. A detective testified Monday. Though police allege Justin Tyron Roberts was involved with three separate assaults that wounded five people Friday and Saturday in Columbus and Phoenix City, he was in Columbus's recorder's court to face charges in just one of these incidents and shooting around 2 p.m. Uh, that's where a man... That's where a man was shot in the back as he was getting into his vehicle, parking under a bridge. Um, Roberts told the police, I had to have him. Yeah. I had to have him. The victim was hit once in the back. Four bullets hit his vehicle. Police found six uh, shell casings. Under questioning by public defender Robin King, Lockhart elaborated on what Roberts... Wait a minute. Who is black? Oh, I thought this was a white guy. Who is black? Hold him in an air. Uh, uh, go to the next link here because this is uh, this is interesting here because we have a story here that is racially motivated. Yeah, big time. That it's self-admitted. You think this would be everywhere if this was a white guy? Yep. Right. 
Because you were interested for a second. You were like, oh, shit, another white guy. Fuck, of course. Yeah, yeah those fucking Nazis. And I go, okay, well, you know, news is news. This was a real fucking news bit. Certainly the most trusted name in fucking news has tons of stuff about it. So I play with the CNN and plugged in his name, Justin Tyron Roberts. And what do you know? One single story. A suspect has been arrested in connection with three shootings in less than 24 hours in Georgia and Alabama. Can you click on that? And I want you to find at all where it says that this was a black man or that it was mostly uh, uh, racially motivated. It doesn't say it doesn't. Because just imagine if the races were reversed on this one. It's hard to imagine it. There's one story. That's it. It's one story. It doesn't even let you read the whole thing. Uh, yeah, click on the, uh, the hyperlink. Okay. This comes from June 12th. So this, was, uh, this is uh, ancient Chinese news, but it, <laughs> what? <laughs> June 13th. That's not that long ago. That was like a week ago. So look, arrested in three separate shootings, 24 hours, uh, five people. Uh, people, they were, appar- uh, they were able to apprehend the suspect. Well, it says check. Freddie Blackmon. A black that's man. close. That's close. That's a Jamaican that's dude. Close. He's a black man. You're telling me you're a black man. Justin Tyron Roberts was charged with aggravated assault, possession of a firearm during the commission of a crime, uh, possession of firearm. Can think of that? Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, CNN is determined if he had legal representation because you know we we trust this guy. And you, we just keep going through it. Tell, tell me where you see that this is a black man here. Isn't this interesting? Wow. Okay. Oh, boom. they have a picture. They have a picture of him. That's good. <laughs> at least there's a picture of him. There's a picture. But at some point, you know Except that if you mom. if you find and let's just pretend the races were reversed, would you be surprised to see that they would name him and go Bro, a white man? Every Justin second. Tyron Roberts, a white man. Blackman said the investigators are working to establish if there were any connections between the suspect and the victims. No, he said it's just re- he just had to have them. Yep. And it's interesting how this is it. That's all they're going to say in here. Uh, the community is trying to send a message that we're not going to tolerate the senselessness anymore. Um, <laughs> just the only words of black over here are uh, the, the the police chief, Blackmon. Blackmon. Damn, dude. <laughs> it's so interesting how, and this is the only story. They didn't even update it to because they found out later that he admitted it being racially motivated. Oh, no. They didn't way. even bother to update that. Oh, it's just okay. What is that? Oh, that's the one that I have here. Mm-hmm. Who is black? Who is black? It, it pops up here because... Two white males and a black female. And, you know, you're saying white males, you're saying black males. What's the problem with saying this? Like, they only want to... Sh- this is the problem here. Who is black? They only... This is not CNN, by the way. But they want to keep... They only want to show you the news yeah. where it fits their narrative. Yeah. Their, their gun control narrative. Well, who's got the guns we want... To taken away. Well, are the white boys, the the proud boys, the gangs well, that he that uh, and, he was talking about, and and kind of what you're talking about. If you've been on our TikTok uh, in the last day, uh, we've been talking about uh, McAfee, and there's a clip that we that we put on there that he's talking about how the media reports on divorce. On, yeah, yeah. So he was talking about divorce, and he was talking about like how many of you were divorced because you cheated on your spouse. How many of you are married now? How many of you are cheating on your spouse now? And then none and of them nobody, fight. right? And it's because, you, right? The media is withholding things and letting things known for the purpose of a story. You know, and and he's showing. You see how you guys are. You see how you guys manipulate things. How you see how you guys use 
things only to to benefit yourselves. And that's exactly what you see here. The reason they're not saying a color on CNN is because they know what it's going to do. Speaking of benefiting yourself, there's a uh, great new uh, John Stossel video. We're not going to watch it here, but it's about Ayn, uh, Ayn Rand. Um, and basically just praising her. You have my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've never watched the movie Atlas Shrug. Or no, the, you need to read the book. No, I need to read the book. Yeah. But there's this part in it that he plays. Or the Fountainhead. Uh, the or Fountainhead. Anthem. Or We the Living. Yeah, uh, but basically... <laughs> or the Romantic Manifesto. Uh, or I already know I love her just based on the idea that, like, what is the... I've always said it's, it's such a libertarian stance yeah. that she talks. Like, like if somebody wants to make money, and then, you know, the, after the Shrugged movie, I think it was maybe the second one, they, he showed a clip on it, and he goes, he's talking in front of a grand, like, the Supreme Court or something. Mm -hmm. and, and I do not recognize the... The authority of this court to chart, but uh, yeah. well, they basically yeah. ask him like, "What do you like? You make all this money, but what do you like? You say you don't care, like, and you're doing this for selfish reasons. He's like, like, I do yeah. care. He's like, I care about money. Yeah, he, I care about money. But he go, they go, but what does this benefit mankind? He goes, like, basically, I make something and it helps people. Yeah, but I'm doing this because I want to make money, but yet it still helps people. Yeah. That's like so libertarian. That's so well, as fuck. And right there. And it, but also, you don't need to be altruistic. No, no, but that's also very capitalist. Mm -hmm. That's right? exactly what it is. That, 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 yeah, that's like, what she was trying to capture. I, like, I want to make money, but I want to make money in a way that also benefits society. Mm -hmm. And and that's where, I don't think they do it to go to do that. Well, no, and, and it just does do well, that. Well, and that's yeah, the benefit. Yeah, of doing that's it. a repercussion of of doing it. But at the end of the day, that's also what capitalism is all about. Capitalism is what is your passion, and you should be making money off of your passion. Now, when when you look at something that is against it, is kind of what we have almost in the democratic system that says, "What is your passion?" If you're making money off of that passion, we need to get a portion of it. And that's where it's wrong because, and again, even going back to McAfee or, or whatever, is that he was somebody who created all this software, did all this shit, and it was benefiting the people and he was making himself rich. But it was just both of them were co coinciding with one another is I'm doing what I like and it's making me money, but it's also making people aware of software and viruses and all this shit. And so at the end of the day, even like Iran, oop, there you go. Even like Iran, it's one of those things where, you, where when you see it is, it's almost like a harmony within society. We do the things we love in order to benefit others. And in that way, we also feed and shelter ourselves. And that's what I think the American dream is all about. Do what you love as long as you're not hurting anybody and you're benefiting yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Let's move on. Um, more news. And this is local news here. Now, we talked last week about that 6th Street shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A 15 and a 17-year-old? Is, is that right? Um, they were arrested, and we were just... We talked about it. We go, they just ruined... They ruined their lives, dude. But then... Just three days ago, this got published, and there's a new, there's a new link that I put under there too. After this one, uh, but a family of a man killed in Austin mass shooting wants justice and closure after new suspect is named. Wow! Oh my goodness! The family of the victim killed in this month's mass shooting in downtown Austin wants closure, 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 closure. Hang on, I, I want to ask: 
how do y'all feel about the how how the media is deeming it a mass shooting? Because I I don't think it's, it's a not mass a, shooting. It's not a mass shooting. It's, well, it's not, it's, it's it not, was a gang war exactly. that took place on Sixth Street. Exactly. A mass shooting, at least to me, is somebody who goes out with the intent to kill, injure, hurt okay. as many people as possible. Hold, sure. What's my catchphrase? Because, because hang on. Exactly. If we're, we're going to call this a mass shooting, then there's, you know, what, 12, 15 mass shootings in Chicago every weekend. In New York. Well, matter yeah. of fact, I think it, it's right? categorized... Yeah. Yeah. It's categorized officially. Three it's, or yeah, more. It shouldn't. Yeah, and this is not even one person died. No, I mean only one person died. Oh, and, and, and exactly what Brandon is saying is, you see how they manipulate shit, dude. Right? Like, you got to keep consistent. Yeah, keep intellectually consistent. consistent. That's and that's all we ask for. But yeah. but but even so with go to that, that next link uh, here, was, uh, and I'll just explain what happened. I was going to say even with that, what you just said, intellectually consistent, is how many people are not intellectual in America. <sighs> Probably where, 70%. Where they read this shit and mm-hmm. say, oh, it was a mass shooting. I'm not going to research it. I'm not going to look into it. Well, that's the problem with, uh, with what's going on with the Project Veritas in New York Times. Dude. Yes, like, dude. Everybody thinks Project Veritas is this right-wing fucking leaning, yep. uh, fucking uh, Fake uh, highly, sele- highly edited. Yep. Uh, like They're not real journalists. Like yep. When they're the only ones actually doing real journalism yep. today. But yep. everybody says that, and then the New York Times like prints out shit, and you think the New York Times is this like newspaper that's been around forever, forever. and you think that anything you read out of there is fucking gospel. Yep. You know, because that, yep. that's what it should be. That's what we were all trained. Yep. We all thought that, no, there's no, why would the news lie to us? Why? Why? But they do. They fucking do. They have an agenda also. And so we have this story of these two kids, uh, getting arrested and then they're let go completely let go by the way all charges dropped and then they have this new guy that they're looking for and then they finally fucking found this guy finally got him suspect in sixth street mass shooting which by the way we talked about it it's not a mass shooting no one person died it's a a shooting it's gang related um and they're kids they shouldn't have even been there in the first place there uh we don't even know if the guns were bought legally yeah Matter of fact, they are in Killeen. They are from Killeen, so I doubt that they're in the military because when you're that young, yeah. you're probably still in the military. That's yeah. when they want you. Yep. You could be in the reserves, though. You're nice and ripe. The suspect in a recent uh, shooting that killed one and injured 13 in downtown Austin, maybe that's why they call it a mass shooting because 13 got injured, um, has been apprehended in Killeen. Killeen Police Department says that 19-year-old DeAndre Germarius White has been located and is currently in Killeen City Jail. Here's this kid, man. This kid, uh, can you look at the picture of him real quick? Look at this fucking loser. He ain't got a mustache, bro. He ain't got a stash like us. You got fucking dirt on you, Bro, he ain't got a stash like us, bro. Okay, we don't want to hate him on him too much, but this man murdered somebody. Shot into a crowd. You know... You know, Shalvin just got convicted. Shalvin, yeah. And he's also got sentenced. Yeah. He got that uh, second, de- third degree murder. Depraved heart yeah. one. What they, you know, you shot into a crowd. This man literally did that yeah. and killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's, well, hopefully he gets life in jail for that. But if he gets anything less than that. But what will we know about it? Well, let's talk more here. 
The Lone Star Fugitive Task Force says, and this comes from Fox 7, says that the fugitive investigation was conducted, which revealed that White had fled back to his home area of Killeen after the shooting. The KPD says that just before 2.30 p.m. on June 24th, members of the task force and the KPD SWAT team located White in the 1300 block of Anna Lee Drive. Oh, I know that place very well. White has been taken into custody without incident and transported into Killeen City Jail. White now awaits arraignment on arrest warrant for murder in reference to the shooting that happened on June 12th. White had been identified earlier this week as a suspect in the shooting and charges were dropped against two teenagers who had been previously arrested in connection with the shooting. Two teenagers in downtown Austin, probably drinking, but that's, uh, you know, that's besides the point. Uh, Yeah. So what happened? Court documents obtained by Fox 7 indicate that the shooting is believed to have started as a dispute between rival groups of teenagers. Groups. Rival groups, not gangs. If they were, white, if they were Proud Boys, they would have said... Yep. They would have said so. They would have yep. said it's a gang. Okay. With uh, malicious... You know what? With, we're they, they we're playing said, a shitty game. They would, playing, said, they would have said they're gangs with malicious intent. Yeah. <laughs> with malicious intent. We say this satirically, of course. We don't actually think that Is, if uh, the races were reversed, it would be yeah. any different because, of course, it would be the same way. Allegedly. <laughs> Every Saturday morning, the two groups encountered each other. I win, eyewitness accounts. Wait, is this on, a brunch? I know. It's like every Saturday morning, right? Early. Hey, guys, we're getting up, man. Early. Yeah, do they, some fucking. Bro, uh, they, they met up at Whataburger and fucking had breakfast early. on a bun. Not That's why every. they have cops at Whataburger yeah, so late, bro. dude. Because uh, gang members meet up at Whataburger. So eyewitness accounts on what happened uh, vary. But ultimately, a verbal argument ensued. That argument escalated and multiple people pulled out weapons. Damn right. Multiple people pulled out weapons. It's unclear how many people fired. According to police, officers responded to reports of multiple shots fired at around 1.30 a.m. near the 400 block East 6th Street on Whoa. I worked pretty close to that. Bro, I ride by there almost all the time. Well, it's downtown. Yeah. It's, six, it's the 400 block. Uh, Damn. That's Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Is Do it? they say East Block? Yeah, that's Colorado. Yeah. Wait, is Colorado? Yeah, Colorado is before Congress. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so that's, yeah. that's Congress, that's Colorado. Dude, are you serious? <clears throat> when officers arrived, they found a large crowd of people in the area initially located. Several victims who had sustained gunshot wounds were hurt. Officers immediately began life-saving measures on multiple victims. One of the victims, a 25-year-old man from Michigan, died from his injuries. You know, yeah, man. Well, I was you know, when I, people come to town, when people come into town, I'm like, okay, we, you know, what do you do with mm-hmm. new people in Austin? You mm-hmm. take them downtown. Yeah. It's probably what happened. Well, I was gonna say uh, it was funny because we gotta take him to dirty, dude. The 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't feel good. That was a for fri- the rest of my life. That was Friday that night, right? That was Friday night. Uh, Friday mm-hmm. Friday night. Yes. Yeah. Go, be, going be, into Saturday. Yeah. Because I remember that same Saturday morning, I went downtown to fly my drone and take photos, and I went to Houndstooth, and the barista she was like, "Hey, you know, we know Did each other." We're just like, "Hey, what's up?" This and that, and she was like, "Do you hear about the shooting?" She was like, yeah, the cops just finished up like an hour ago about this and this and that. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, on six. not And literally six from Houndstooth is like not even a minute away on a one wheel. You know what I mean? And I was kind of like, what the fuck? And I rode by there and it was just kind of, you know, a bunch of homeless people were there. But I was kind of like, okay, not too much. I want to try your one wheel. I've never ridden one. Bro, you need to fucking do it, bro. It's the best thing in the world. Sweet. Um, Next time we do a mustache maintenance. Yes, or a, or a bonsai. bonsai video. Do you have a time this weekend? Yeah. 
Anytime. Maybe uh, on Saturday? I'm down for tomorrow? Saturday. I have no... Wait, I can't do tomorrow. I'm, I, I'm doing a, a, a roast party. Well, maybe on Sunday. Uh, no, you got your church. I, I can't do Sunday, yeah. All day Sunday? Yeah. yeah. You, it's Lord's Day. Lord's from, day. from 2 p.m. to... like That's all I was saying, like about 5. Okay, well, maybe next week. Maybe yeah. sometime during the week. I don't know. I could do during the week. Uh, it's, but early... Know, I don't get home to like fucking... See, Past six. I was gonna say because I do early, early. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I, I'm working. So we I'm could do worker. Saturday in the morning, next week. Oh, put it on the books. Yeah, it's going on the calendar, babe. If you're watching, if you're watching babe, you got to put that Melissa, on the calendar. Put it on. Uh, Anyways, people uh, got people got killed. One person got killed, and it wasn't a mass murder. And I agree with you, Brandon. It wasn't a mass, mass murder. shooting. It they're, wasn't. They're a mass not called a mass murder. They're called a yeah. mass shooting. It wasn't a mass shooting, and definitely, it, it, it again. It's it's funny how they avoid talking about the race on this. All one. right, here, let's go to this uh, one from the Daily Wire. Here, um, we're keeping it. We're keeping it straight with our gun news today. Yep. Here, yeah, let's do it. You guys remember the Ken and Karen, right? They yeah. they stood outside their house with their guns um, when there was a group of protesters who broke into their uh, private community. Yep. And they were so threatened, they stood outside of their house on their property and pointed their guns at them. So what ultimately happened is that they had to they had their guns confiscated. What? That's right. And so let me read a little bit from the Daily Wire, one of the best fucking publications on the fucking planet. Other than uh, Tim Pool. Yeah, look, look, look my friend. My look friend, guys. look. I think we got a peel box. We got a peel box. Send me some stuff. Look, guys, we're trying to create culture. I've got this skate park, <laughs> and I'm about to do a three flip right now. Mark and uh, Mark and Patricia McCloskey purchased at least one new gun over the weekend after turning their firearms over to law enforcement. Sons of bitches. Um, so they bought new guns, and I'll just tell you what happened. Mark McCloskey pleaded guilty on Thursday to a misdemeanor charge of fourth degree assault. The charge is far less serious than the original felony charges filed against McCloskey of unlawful use of a weapon mm. and tampering with physical evidence. Patricia McCloskey pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor offense of second-degree harassment after being originally charged with felony offenses of unlawful use of weapon and tampering with physical evidence. Mark McCloskey has been ordered to pay $750 in fines, and Pat- Patricia McCloskey has been ordered to pay $2,000 in fines and $10 to the St. Louis Crime Victims Fund. $10, that's it? So so real quick, man, <laughs> and this is kind of what I was even talking about with Michael, was how, like, we don't know the logistics of what they're signing off here, right? Like, okay, you're not going to go to jail, but you're going to have this penalty on you that will prevent you. Oh, well, this is a funny thing because uh, what he talks about here is really great. And I hope it's in here. I didn't really read over the thing, but uh, Ben Shapiro talked about it. So I, I was like, I got oh, I to I gotta, well, gotta talk about it too. Let's do it. The pair were also ordered to turn over their two weapons that were pictured holding. Uh, so when he was wearing, a, he was holding an AR. She was AR, holding yeah. a little p- pistol. Um, the couple's lawyers asked that the guns either be destroyed or rendered ineffective and sold to a collector as a historical artifact. Wow. The judge dope. denied that request. Damn Last it. year in June, they were confronted by Black. We talked about all that. Mm-hmm. They brandished their firearm um, after claiming that they had threatened them with physical violence after breaking into and damaging the gate. Could you imagine, Brandon? If somebody broke into your fucking house and you pointed a gun at them and they ran off and then fucking sued you for yep. this. This is uh, essentially what's No, happening. I couldn't imagine because 
I would. You live in Texas. It well, I mean, if by this standards, then I'd be up for murder. Well, and, and that and because that, they they there would have been no crime to to report. And, and that's what I mean <laughs> is what what like if I were them, I would be like, what the fuck did I do wrong? Yeah, I'm on my motherfucking property. Yeah, I pay for this motherfucking gun. Well, I they broke permit. into a private, like yeah. literally breaking and entering. Yes, they 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 open gates. A gated fucking community? Yeah. Bitch, I ain't gonna go nowhere. Like, I ain't gonna go where, like, if you, unless I'm gonna install some shit. You know what I mean? Unless I'm gonna do landscaping. Dude, I'm paranoid when, like, I go to a house to do work and, like, you know, the, like, I just get the address. Hey, show up and it's on the back yeah. patio. I'm like, okay, hang on. Did you gotta knock on 517, fucking- 517, because, hey, this is Texas, yes, man. dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanna make sure I'm at the right address. Hey, hey, dude, I, when I do fucking photography for, for people who are like, oh, yeah, go to this property and take these photos yeah. and do this shit, it's You're like, like, okay, 1432, 1432, okay, this the is it. The last fucking thing I wanna do is get on somebody's property wrong. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so for them, it's like, I'm on my fucking, they came into my space and now yeah. I have to fucking prove something to you. What is America? We are innocent until proven guilty. Prove me guilty, unless, motherfucker. Unless you don't side with uh, that group. And that's what Correct. I'm saying is prove me guilty. And they didn't exactly. do that, but they signed some shit that said, okay, we are. So yep. he was uh, he pleaded guilty to fourth degree assault. Fourth degree fourth assault. Fourth degree occurs when somebody physically assaults and inflicts uh, demonstrable body uh, bodily harm or intentionally throws or transfers bodily fluids upon a specific class of people. There was no physical None contact between that. them and the protesters. Bodily harm is any physical pain or yep. injury, illness, or any impairment of physical condition. It can be as basic as a red mark or a bruise. Nothing. No physical contact happened. None Why the that. fuck did he plead None guilty that, to that? Bro. He pleaded guilty to that because he knew what the punishment was going to be. Well, because, he of course, yeah, it. if you take it to trial, you got to do all that. And just the given political scene probably would have lost. So they, but the they, money. It's a plea deal. The money. It's they a have plea to deal. pay for court. They have to pay for lawyers. It's, it's they a plea deal. For all this shit. Yeah, exactly. And his so, lawyer was able to, to negotiate it down all the way to that. But it's still, there's no, there was no physical None. violence that happened None. that manifested from he this. He had to None. pay. Uh, what was it? A two hundred dollar fine? Two hundred dollar or something? And she had to pay seven thousand? Two thousand? Two thousand? Now go up here. Uh, r- r- scroll up there into his picture here, because he had yes, he had to com- uh, give up his gun. But look what he just did. And I'll go down, down, right down. Yeah, he bought another one. Goes checking out my new AR. Like, do you think all this bullshit? Like, this is why he pleaded guilty to that because now he's not a felon. Yep. He's misdemeanor because paid because off his it's fines. it's not. And this is the key word. It's not a conviction. Yeah. And he's yeah, a lawyer, yeah. so he knew what to do, mm. and he's got his but gun. He, bro, you know that's a knockoff polo shirt because he has a big-ass fucking polo logo. That's not a knockoff. Dude, he probably fucking Dude, that's polo. probably like an $80 shirt. I, Dude, you believe it or not, this shirt is a $100 shirt? Jesus. No, nice. These Ren Spooner shirts, it's called uh, R-E-Y-N. Are those pearl snaps? Are those pearl snaps? No, not pearl snaps. Oh. But these shirts are hun- are ninety nine dollars. Why? Well, I mean, it's a gorgeous I'll tell you shirt. What, my my grandpa, my it's grandpa. Be- I would say it's a beautiful shirt. I love how artistic it is. My grandpa, rest in peace, homeboy. Um, <laughs> he used to buy a, one of these shirts for all the boys in the family um, every year. Really? He bought. I was only able to get two of them before he was out. 
But uh, now I've I've got two of them of my own from Grandpa. This is one of them, and I have a, a green one. And then my lovely girlfriend bought me one for Father's Day. And I was like, no I can't way. believe you bought me that. Knowing how much those goddamn shirts cost, they're, I'm telling you, I tell you, these are... These shirts are supposed to last a lifetime for a hundred fucking dollars. Dude, that's some better. good fabric. That's Mexican fabric right there, bro. <laughs> Made in Indonesia by them Indonesians. Damn. That's All right. An, I'm going to steal that. Let's finish you. up here. Uh, what should we finish up with? <laughs> I think we're done. I think that's it. I don't oh, know. no, no, no. Let's, yeah. let's play the last video. We're going to play this last here. It's the very last thing before we're out of here. Thank you guys for watching. This will turn your stomach. Yeah. Or make you laugh. It may turn your stomach or you may hurt from laughing so much. One of the two. It's something. But this is this is the world that CRT is creating. This is what they want. This is their end game. You, where you have Oh shit. You have white <laughs> bitches doing just just fucking watch. Just watch. So this morning the baby woke up and had some sort of violence in her heart. I don't know what it was, but she has been losing her mind all day. And it's interesting because I'm watching her lose her mind, and then I'm watching the preteen respond to that by trying to make her happy. And I have had to like actively tell him, stop trying to make her feel better, stop responding to her tears. It's so interesting to see the conditioning of people responding to white girl tears happening so early. She's five and she's got an 11 year old coming after her trying to make her feel better when she cries. We have to unlearn this whole business that white women crying is going to get them what they want in life because that ain't it. That is unbelievable what you just heard there. She, you, the reason why your 11 year old is comforting your five year old because You're you've lost mother. your goddamn mind. <laughs> She's got a maternal instinct built inside of her that wants to consult a crying kid. It doesn't matter if that baby is white, it well, doesn't matter if it's black, it don't matter, bro. That's called compassion. It's just compassion. Well, are you trying for to tell me? Baby. Are you trying to tell me you're trying to unteach your 11 year old how to have compassion for people just based on color? Like, oh, that baby's clearly a racist. No, you know what? No, she's not even trying to put the racist thing. She's just going, "Well, that baby's got the whitest of privileges." Well, it's it's white guilt is what yeah, she's she's guilt. trying to pull. Bro. She's pulling the I feel bad because I'm white. Exactly. Yep. That's, That's exactly what, what she's trying to do. Fucking white guilt, man. Chris Odom says, look into the Black Rock Corporation. That's the, the investment uh, that's the company investment that's buying up all the properties yep. that are ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars over asking price. And all they're trying to fucking do, right here, Chris, real quick, all they're trying to fucking do is buy all this land mm -hmm. in order to rent it out to people in order that they may be enslaved to paying more fucking property. A nation taxes. of renters. Yep, yep, yep. That's all they want. Nation of fucking renters, man. Well, I'm a homeowner, so fuck y'all. Get your shit together. I'm a nomad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. This has been a great episode of Emergency Exit Podcast, if I don't say so myself. Mm -hmm. If you guys like our content, like us on Spotify, you've, uh, all that stuff. You know the thing. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to try to do a deep dive on somebody that's just recently in the news. So stick around for next week. Uh, what else could I say? We had a wonderful time with Michael Cargill. Yeah. And I hope to see him later. Uh, I hope to fucking hang out the dude. Fucking 
Shoot Shit. some guns with that motherfucker. Shoot dude. some guns, Shit. fucking barbecue. Dude, we I, I want to eat some fucking sweet corn. Bro, with that let's fucking get some license with him, man. We fucking well, let's go to his fucking shop, shoot guns, get our fucking licenses. I mean, not. I mean, we may have already have them allegedly. We should let's make see. a video <laughs> of us. Yeah. Getting All right. Yeah. That's it. Settled on allegedly. the calendar. Yep. All right. Once again, thank you guys. We'll see you guys next week. So for Brandon the Hardhead Mitchell, for exactly Theo Thomas, David Aguilar, I'm Lo Sane. Be cool, stay hip. We'll see you guys next week. That's right. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe to Emergency Exit Podcast wherever you get your pods. Come on over and find us on Facebook and YouTube, Emergency Exit Podcast. On Twitter, that's E-M-E-X pod. And our listener line is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 830-875-0637.